Close out, cause he pulling up from Harvard Yard. Gang green, it's no other way. So tune in to the pod if you plan on staying up today. You heard? <laughs> AJ, I, I see you, player. She. Welcome to Anything is Potable! The Boston Celtics podcast here on The Athletic Podcast Network. I am your host, Sam Jam Packard professional sports fan joined as always by the kid the legend the god himself jay king celtics beat reporter for the athletic and the celtics lose overtime game one to the miami heat a game in which they were up five points with about a minute and nine seconds left to play just absolutely atrocious late game execution from the Celtics and as much as you can give them uh, or take credit away from them for their kind of poor play down the stretch, you have to give credit to Jimmy Butler for knocking down a huge three and a huge and one in overtime. And then Bam Adebayo with just an obscene block. One of the most insane blocks I've seen in my long time uh, watching basketball. Yeah, that block was special. I mean, Tatum cocked it back he came in with some violence to it. And we've seen him like throw that thing down on like LeBron and some people before him like that. Like that was basically in the cylinder and uh, Bam kept it with some finger strength. Yeah, that that was it was an incredible block. I, but I mean, the Celtics, their offense just disappeared down the stretch. It was isolation after isolation. Kemba Walker didn't have it going, but he was the one normally doing the isolating. It was he was actually better down the stretch, except for the like the actual possession when they were up uh, two with about a minute left where he just pounded into the floor. I actually thought Kemba Walker showed some flashes of his older self later in this game than he did earlier in this game. He was very bad in like, I think, the first three quarters, but he's actually I thought was better than we've seen him at least over the last three games. But the kind of final two possessions where you just had. Kemba waited in the entire shot clock then to get nothing on a, an attempt against Jay Crowder. And then um, the Tatum step back. It was not good. Although, I don't know. I don't have a real big problem with that Tatum I thought shot. the Tatum step back was fine because you don't want to leave any time left for Miami to get a shot. So that's, that's a fine outcome to me. A, a Tatum step back three, what is that, a 40% shot? Like, really, 40% of the time you win the game, the other 60% of the time you go to overtime. And we saw Tatum make a number of threes tonight. He seemed to be, like, this was the best offensive performance Tatum's had in a while just because uh, he looked a lot more comfortable going against the Heat players than he did against anyone in Toronto. Uh, how many threes did he hit tonight? 
he was four of 12, but the fact that he took 12 threes is kind of, he was back uh, in his step back. Yeah. And so that shot has no real, uh, I have no real problem with it. The execution late though was not great. And I thought the fouls, um, late had a huge impact, especially when Daniel Tice fouled out. I think the heat went on like an 11, four run or something like that point. Um, just Grant Williams, they tried a little Brad Wanamaker, although Wanamaker had some nice moments in this game. Tice was a plus 12 in his 35 minutes, meaning the Celtics were a minus, uh, how much did they lose by? Three, a minus 15 in the other quick maths, 18 minutes. Um, like they they basically were out physical without him on the floor. The Heat completely won the battle in the paint. And the Celtics built up this huge lead to start the third or to at the end of the third quarter. But then the start of the fourth quarter was basically like the Kemba made a shot and then it was three quick fouls. The heat were in the bonus with seven minutes left in the, um, yeah, that was huge. That's how you crawl back into a game. I mean, that's 12 free throw attempts in the fourth quarter. That was a killer for the Celtics. Cause I mean, they had the lead, the heat offense after a second quarter outburst wasn't in rhythm, wasn't doing much. And then they they get back to the free throw line. They get going. Celtics lose a couple guys for threes. All of a sudden, it's a close game, and Jimmy Butler happened. Jimmy Butler happened, and Tyler Hero, dude who looks like he should have an ear piercing, like the Celtics go up five with a minute, not like nine to go, and immediately comes down and Hero hits that three and kind of semi-transition. I thought the Celtics' transition D in the fourth quarter was pretty bad. It did not help that their offense was not um, like knocking down shots, so they couldn't get back, that back and set their defense. But you also had that hero uh, pass out to Bam. Um, you had some like Tatum, I think, remember one play where he missed a shot and basically just goes running after the rebound. It just felt like the Heat were getting some pretty easy looks in transition. You combine easy looks in transition with easy looks at the foul line. That's how you like a tough team like the Heat dig themselves back into this game. Um, points in the paint too. 26 points in the paint for Boston in an overtime game. That is a rare, rare number. The Heat were, they really took away a, a lot of Boston's easy points. Kemba, did he have a point in the paint? I don't think so. I don't remember it if he did. No, so. it felt like the just mere presence of Bam really uh, flustered him. It just didn't look like he was playing with that much confidence, and even some like some he catch turned and up. Shoot. He turned down some threes, like some open catch and threes. shoot threes that you think would he'd normally go to. He turned down, um, and then this the Heat did like a they kind of changed their defense in the fourth quarter. Really made uh, the uh, tried to get the ball out of his hands or trapping him hard, and then the Heat did a really good job scrambling, which is something we've seen the Celtics do all year. I mean, we saw Grant Williams hit some big threes, but other than that. Um, their Marcus Smart hit a three, but basically down the stretch, all those guys disappeared. It was basically just the the Kemba and Tatum show, and they didn't really come through in the clutch. Yeah, and I thought as as much as the Celtics lost it in the down the stretch, that second quarter they just totally forgot to play defense. The Heat, as we talked about so much before this series, they can really punish you if you break down, if you make mistakes, if you're not locked into the scouting report, locked into the shooters, the cutters. That second quarter, they let the Heat get everything they wanted. Dragic was getting to the paint. Guys were getting open. It was just a really bad performance from the Celtics defense. Um, the first and third quarter, the Celtics defense was 
took away everything. But that second quarter, they really, really took their foot off the gas. They went from, you know, comfortably ahead to tied at halftime. So that was a tough, tough stretch for them to kind of just forget how tough it is or maybe learn for the first time how tough it is to to guard the heat when their offense is humming and all the ball movement and player movement that they have. But they like they answered that with a, a twenty-seven to ten run where they absolutely put the clamps on the defense. They abused. Shout out to Kim. Brad Wanamaker. Brad, I mean that's what I was going to try to say. There were some like good things in this game. Brad Wanamaker had uh, five steals. He seemed to be playing very sturdy on offense. At, in the first half, he was a more effective guard than Kemba Walker, just in terms of getting into the paint. It seemed like Kemba was kind of scared off by Bam. At least give Kemba some credit. He opened up his press conference after the game and basically just said, uh, I was playing terrible. Going to have to agree with his uh, assessment on that one. I don't know. I'm For some reason, maybe it's just because it's game one. Maybe it's just because it's no longer the stress of the Raptor series. It feels like the Celtics, they made them as mistakes, but they're fixable mistakes, and they certainly have time to kind of get them fixed. Uh, I don't know. I'm not as stressed about game one. They definitely should have had it, but it feels like it's a, it's a still a much a winnable series. And there's definitely good things that happen basically in any of Daniel Tice's minutes. It felt like Tatum was just better. Marcus smart continues to shoot well, and we got a good per, uh, performance from Wanamaker. Plus I'm guessing the Gator Gordon Hayward, two point daddy is coming back soon. Hi, I'm Tass Mellis from no dunks on the athletic. As the great philosopher Brian of the Backstreet Boys once said, Everybody, yeah, hydrate your body, yeah, everybody, hydrate your body, right? Hydration's back, all right! We all know we have to stay hydrated. I've used an app a big water bottle, post-it notes. And proper hydration is extremely important right now. It can really help your immune system. Believe it or not, dehydration occurs daily in three out of four people. With Liquid IV, you have the fastest, most efficient way to stay hydrated. Each serving helps you get as much hydration as two to three bottles of water. I like using Liquid IV when I hit that afternoon lull. Instead of grabbing a coffee, I grab one stick of the lemon-lime put it in my water, and I get the energy boost I need without dehydrating my body and getting dry mouth. It's win-win because it contains five essential vitamins, more vitamin C than an orange, and as much potassium as a banana. Oh, my mate Lily would love it. It's healthier than sugary sports drinks with no artificial flavors or preservatives and less sugar than an apple. Liquid IV is available nationwide at Costco and Target. Or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code ATHLETIC at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code ATHLETIC at liquidiv.com. Get better hydration today at liquidiv.com, promo code ATHLETIC. Game one was kind of the fear though, right? Like there were stretches when the Celtics just weren't dialed into Miami's offense and Miami's offense, the ball movement, the shooting, all that was on display. Miami, I mean, they shot 
16 of 36 from behind the arc, 44.4%. They were up near 50%, 47% on field goals. They got a ton of free throws down the stretch. And then Jimmy Butler took over late. That That's kind of the fear. Jimmy for the Butler did not take over late. Jimmy I Butler mean, he, made he, one. He hit, the, he hit the biggest three of the game. After a, it was a scrambling. It was a very good defensive play, a scrambling and play. He, hit, he eyeballed. Kemba Walker. He did not take over. Take over would be like multiple okay, positions well, where he does something. He was he had what eight Jimmy points Butler in fourth quarter overtime. The two biggest shots of he the made game. Big shots. Yes, he did. I, like, but he did not dominate. I don't think the Heat the Heat were at a very but, good second quarter where their offense was clicking and the Celtics made a number of mistakes. But the Heat did not dominate stretches of this game. Like it wasn't like they completely like the Celtics dominated the end of the third quarter. I thought the Celtics played well. Uh, for a large majority of this game. Yes, they had terrible execution on the fourth quarter. Yes, they fouled too many times and allowed the Heat to get the free throw line. And yes, they did not make clutch plays where the Miami Heat did, but it didn't feel like they were completely blown out of the game. I think the problem is their clutch offense, and that is definitely... Um, sorry, I just got distracted by that comment. Um yeah, they pop. I mean, they're beautiful orbs. What can I say? My You've got to tell the people listening on the podcast tomorrow morning that Clay Wadman just said that Sam's eyes are heart emojis. I mean, they do look good. But I don't know. It's just the – yes, it's frustrating. Absolutely a game the Celtics should have won. But I think if you have the one concern, it's just the late-game execution. But I think it's something they can overcome. Um, but in order to do so, they're going to have to get a better performance from Kemba Walker. And – I don't know what exactly he needs to do to turn it around, but I just have faith in him um, to do that. I don't know. Weird observation. Did it feel like he was like every time he tried to change direction tonight, he was kind of slipping or like didn't really have an effective jump step or kind of change a pace? Yeah, he didn't create as much separation, certainly, as he normally does. Um, that was pretty evident. He, uh, I thought Bam did a great job on him coming off screens and then – the Celtics I, didn't pick on the white boys as much as I thought they but were. They were trying to pick on the white boys and they just couldn't pick on the white boys or didn't they, pick they, on the, the white boys. The only white boy they picked on was Kelly Olenek. I, I thought I thought spacing for the Celtics was pretty bad. Like if if they are going to go to ISO ball, then they have to be much better spaced and they have to give Kemba outlets to pass it to when he's driving. Like well, that the, that was one issue for them beyond just the fact that they weren't running anything. I thought they they let the heat off the hook in on some of those plays and and brought extra defenders into the play without without enough spacing for Kemba and other guys to create. Well, that's the tough thing is like Robert Williams if he's on the court, he's not giving you any spacing. Grant Williams, I, although he knocked down a 3, is not a he's a guy you can help off of same with Shemi Ojale. It's kind of the the exact problem we've talked about all year about their bench is just not being effective where you hope Gordon Hayward can come back and kind of give you more spacing. So you just have to, you don't have basically any Shemi Ojale minutes uh, at all. And you have less um, Robert Williams minutes. I actually thought it was interesting in the second half. They went, uh, we saw Grant Williams at power forward, which is not something we really saw in the Raptors series, which is like when you have a Grant Williams, Daniel Tice lineup out there, that's not the, the defense is definitely packing the paint there and putting all of their attention on um, Kemba and Tatum. So I don't know. It 
it definitely feels like they need Hayward to come back to to kind of take an advantage in this series. It feels like Hayward's going to come back, but maybe that's putting too much uh, on a guy coming back from injury. Um, I don't know. They it's clearly like a close uh, fought b- battle or matchup, um, but they it makes game two. I'm not going to say a must win, but a pretty pretty big game uh, for the Celtics because the Heat are not going to go away. I mean, I got to chalk it up to, I guess, Heat Culture won this game tonight. It's not as much as I hate to admit it. Hate to admit it Are you going to bow culture. down to Heat Culture? Heat Culture won tonight. They, they, I mean, not the war, but they won the battle. I mean, they they seemed to be in better shape late. They felt like they were they were just better tonight. And so I didn't think I was going to do it, but I have to give it to Heat, uh, heat Culture. we got to wrap this up because you got to do your job and write a story. So we're going to go with the world-famous – Anything is potable six-pack. That's right. Me and Jay King are going to pick the six best things, moments, anything from this game, observations. Jay King, because you are so slim and you got a nice haircut, what is you get the first pick tonight. What are you going with? I'm going with uh oh, I'm going with a play that kind of made me chuckle but also was indicative of some of the Celtics struggles defensively um when teammates were just yelling at Jalen Brown after he let Crowder go to the cup and get a bucket and then they showed Brad Stevens in the timeout afterward and he's like we've got to be more encouraging to each other I I felt like the Celtics they made a lot of mistakes the heat make you make mistakes because they're moving so much um but that was a moment that stood out to me. Like guys were kind of Mario Chalmersing Jalen Brown. It was almost like last year when guys used to yell at Jalen Brown, even when things weren't really his fault. Um, but there, there were a few moments of, I thought of of bickering from the Celtics that just kind of illustrated how tough it is to defend the Heat and how many s- s- troubles they were having doing that. Yeah, no, that was like their really bad transition defense uh, tonight. That was like kind of the play that stuck out the most is where they, I'm pretty sure it came right after a Jalen Brown knocked down a big three and then just completely let Jay Crowder get to the cup. Um, For my first pick, it's just, I don't know why I just didn't notice this till now, but Duncan Robinson uh, looks like the biggest preps, like New England prep school kid I've ever seen in my life. Duncan Robinson is a New England prep school kid. You know who else is a New England prep school kid? This guy, Sam Packer. So it takes one to know one, but that guy, there is a thousand percent chance he had upside down visors, double pop collars, and a puka shell necklace with braces at some point in his high school career. A thousand percent lock it in, uh, key of the century. That kid was just, oh. Did you just write that joke down and then just say it? I mean, I tweeted it out once, and then I... Uh, you wrote that joke down. You can't I just come up it. with your own jokes? I, that it was my own joke, and then I uh, added to it for the podcast. Initially, it was puka shell necklaces when the original tweet came out, which got thousands of likes. And by thousands, I mean at least 100. And then I enhanced it in the moment, like, you know, a good improv comedian. Um, Clay Wadman went to Deerfield. You know what? You my know what high- I did? I whipped Deerfield's ass twice in basketball. My high school beat Duncan Robinson's high school in the Nepsack quarterfinals in 2012. So how about that, Jay King? I had 13 dimes and no assists against – I mean, and no turnovers against Deerfield. Chunky dime slinger. Take there. that one, Wadman. 
Um, Kelly Olenek got a technical foul. I think that's wonderful. That's just uh, something I did not expect to see happen. I don't even really know if they showed the replay, but I just like the fact that it existed. I'm going with Marcus Smart's pull-up three in transition. That was a wild ride. He took the one he, the one he made or the one he missed with, with Jalen Wyatt open underneath the, the, the one he made. That one wasn't pull up. He was spotted up in the corner. Jalen was wide open. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Marcus Smart. It was a really good offensive game overall from him. But there were a couple moments when he took some iffy ones, and that's that's kind of all I have to say about that. But that one, <laughs> that one pull up three was electric that was a heat check and it went in it was classic classic marcus smart it's funny like how much marcus smart can get on jalen brown for um missing not picking up his guy in transition and then marcus smart blatantly misses an easy dunk and then like it's just like no mark like you can't yell at marcus smart for that but jalen brown tried to but um my final thing is this is a small thing because I didn't really have a lot of other kind of junky things in this game, but oh no. Hold on, I, mean, I, I got another one. You've already had uh touche, touche. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, me, sorry. I forgot the rules. I got excited. Let, let me let me do my shit. Um, All right, you better not steal mine though. I am going with the final final possession, not the bam block, but Tatum actually got a three off. At the buzzer. I, I don't think he like, got it off. I don't think he got it off. Maybe, but it was it was very close. He was laying on the ground, somehow got to his feet, got off a shot that almost went in. It was closer than his was. shot at the end of regulation. Yeah, that was that was an insane, insane final look. Um, if that had gone in, that would have been wild. It I was shocked. Been- I was shocked he got a shot off. He was literally laying on the ground and then <laughs> All of a sudden, was shooting what could have been a game-tying three. All right. Honorable mention is uh, Time Lord had a classic, uh, I don't want the ball, got a rebound and passed it before he landed rebound, uh, which is just classic Time Lord because he's scared to have the ball at all times in the backcourt. But that's an honorable mention. If I was objective, which I'm not, but if I was objective, I would say the BAM block had to be on our list, but I'm not going to be objective. So I'm going to have to go – with just a breakout performance from Brad Wanmaker. So solid, so sturdy. Like, that just so much slander he's caught this year. 60% from the field, 11 points, 5 of 5 from the line, and 5 steals, 6 assists. He's a solid, he's sturdy, he's Brad Wanamaker. I mean, what more What more could he ask for? A win, perhaps? Yes. But uh, if you're not going to have a win, why not have a very solid and sturdy performance from Brad? Fans are so fickle, man. They're such fickle beasts. I had people who complained about Brad Wanamaker all season long, declaring that Kemba needed to get benched for Brad Wanamaker down the stretch. It is, it is a wild ride. It is emotions a wild are ride. cranked up right now. I mean, we saw friends of the pod saying the team had no heart. Uh, we had some real upset people. I mean, this it's game one of a playoff series. There's no such thing as home court advantage. Like they have an easily have a chance to come back. Um, you know what? Like the the Nuggets came back from three one. Uh, we saw the Raptors come back and push force a game seven. Clearly, these two are very two evenly matched teams. I think this uh, series is going to go at least six or seven. And so, 
the Celtics clearly have a chance. It starts with winning game two and not making the, all the mistakes they made in game one. But game one happened. You got to le- watch the film, learn from it, move on. It's in the past. Control you control. And uh, get ready for Thursday, 7 p.m., another early game for you, Jay. You got to be excited. Early games are just glorious, glorious things, let me tell you. All right. You know what else is a glorious thing? This here podcast, uh, we're going to be here after every single game, and we'll be here every day this week breaking down the entire series. Uh, if you enjoy, please rate us five stars on iTunes, uh, Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. And everyone, go watch Game 7. Uh, basketball is fun. And thank you for listening to this episode of LA Tigers Portable!